0: Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. On this podcast, we talk about lasting healing from divorce, trauma, and loss through Jesus Christ, because healing and true redemption have already been extended by a good God. Sometimes he's inviting us to partner with him and receive that healing for ourselves. My name is Ellie Hope Collins, and I'm the host of this podcast, founder of HopeReclaimedMinistries.com, and a coach for individuals healing from divorce, trauma, and loss. In 2016, I discovered my ex-husband's long-term affair, and I was totally broken. Although I was desperate for a restored marriage, that's not what happened. But it wasn't until I chose to go back to every restaurant, listen to every song, and relive every memory that reminded me of my marriage, and truly surrender everything to God, that I really began to live a reclaimed life. And I'm now on a mission to help men and women just like you see true and lasting healing through Jesus. Whether you're experiencing the painful effects of divorce, grieving the death of a spouse, or beginning to accept the loss of a dream you're in the right place. Complete healing and restoration is possible. Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. Hey everyone, today we are talking with Haley Phillips on the podcast. Haley lives in Iowa with her husband Matthew and her three earthly children Hudson, Quinn, and Sutton. She works for a financial planning company and she is the co-founder of the Fletcher Foundation. We'll hear all about the Fletcher Foundation in this episode. You can find her drinking coffee rocking her newborn or doing those preschool runs um, with her other children as well. In this episode, we are talking about pregnancy loss and stillbirth. So if that's sensitive to you, uh, I want to encourage you, you don't have to listen to this episode. I know that in this podcast series, we're talking about some hard things. And so if you are in a season right now where you're just needing to eliminate a lot of fear um, and some of those stories, that's okay to, to skip this episode. But this episode is empowering. It's beautiful. Haley has walked through some really hard things, um, particularly in the loss of her son. And um, and so she has some great perspective about healing and redemption in the Lord um, in the midst of grief. So enjoy this episode with Haley Phillips, the founder of the Fletcher Foundation. Hey there, Haley. How are you doing today? Good. How are you, Ellie? I'm doing so well. It has been a hot minute since I've seen you since... uh way back at university of Northwestern.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That was like
0: like 10 years ago.
1: I know. It makes me feel so old. (laughs) I know. Right. This (laughs) is
0: so wild. You were, were you a PR major or were you a communications major? Uh, communication. Okay. Same. That's what I was too. Okay. So yeah, we had all those, we, we had a bunch of classes together and, Um, I'm just so grateful for your willingness to be on the podcast today to share your story. Um, But before we get into that, I want you to just share a little bit what fills your days right now Um, and yeah, what's, what's keeping you going right now.
1: Yeah. So um, I just had my fourth uh, delivery, third baby. Um, So we just welcomed a baby boy to our family and he is, uh, he is a joy. He is our easiest baby by far, but Still busy. So right now I do work for um a financial planning company. I work from home part-time, but I usually am driving my kids to school, making snacks. I make a lot of snacks. Yeah. Um so that's a part of motherhood. For yourself or for, for your you. kids? Um for my kids. Okay. <laughs> um sometimes for me, uh, but mostly for them. So you'll get to this motherhood season where it's just like snacks. Everybody wants a snack all the time. So right. <laughs> you're getting there. <laughs> right. Um but Yeah, our- I'm having
0: to remind myself to snack right
1: now. Yes, like yeah. I'm like i yeah, oh, you're that's like right. feeding I- a human. <laughs> I need to eat. Yeah. Eat. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> Yes. So <laughs> you're getting those constant reminders of snacks right. for your right. children.
1: <laughs> and yes. how old are your kids? Um they are 5 two, and then 1 month. We just oh my gosh. 1 month milestone. And how, how has the
0: postpartum season been for you?
1: Uh, you know, it has been wonderful this time around. And I say that because uh, my husband has had more paternity leave, which has been incredible. So he has really taken on the big kids. The big kids love having him around, having yeah. him drive to school, pick up school, having dad, like, so he's so accessible.
0: Yeah. So I just be so love nice. that.
1: Accessibility. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's been awesome. And he's loving it too. So it's been good to have that's him home. So good. Yeah. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Yeah.
0: So, um, and you live in Iowa, is that correct? Yeah. We live just a little bit north of Des Moines in
1: Ankeny, Awesome.
0: So I know that you've walked through a lot of a lot of hard stuff in the last 10 years and in um since I've seen you and um and just in your family journey. And so this this uh, series that i 'm that i 'm choosing to do, um, yeah, just has really come out of my own um, desire to bring these stories to light to to share that man, people go through really, really hard stuff, and um, there is hope there is redemption in the middle of it, and I love that what you 're doing you have gone through a crazy fire that that um, no one should experience, but the fact that you 're what you 're doing is you 're taking it and, um, and using it to encourage and support and uplift and, um, and give, give love to those people that are also going through what you have gone through or something similar. We're getting ahead, but, um, if you would, would you just share your testimony and, um, and, um, Fletcher's story as well?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, um I g- graduated, moved to Iowa for a job, so um moved down here. Um my husband was also a Minnesota native, so he transplanted himself down here. and we got married within the first year. Um we found out that we were pregnant with our first. So um it was a total surprise to us. Um, yeah. But it was it was great. So um getting pregnant like 3 to 4 months after marriage was just shocking cuz like oh. we're still figuring out married life and Totally. Um you know that's new and we had recently moved and then you know cue baby. Um so our first was born Hudson and it was just um a picture like the sound of music, like me singing on a hill, birds are like flying around. And like, it's this dream. Like it was, dare I say it was easy. Like it was an easy pregnancy. I was working full time. So was my husband, um, like I was working overnights and four AMs and looking back, I'm like, Oh, I don't know how I did that, but it seemed easy to me at the time.
0: And it's crazy how you have those, like the Lord just gives you the grace for the season, right? Oh, like totally. you you just had the grace to wake up early
1: to do the yeah, thing. I'm like and your pregnancy was a breeze. Pulling yeah. pallets at work, like doing full on store renos and like nine months pregnant. And I was fine with it and it was totally fine. So, um, our first was born. It was like a dream. It was a, a great delivery. Like everything mm-hmm. was great. And we were like, let's, let's have another, right. Because yeah. That, that was, was a breeze. Like, let's do yeah, it. That's like, why just don't pop people, out babies? Yeah. Let's just have so many babies. <laughs> like I totally understand. Like people have so many kids. Like this is so like, why would you ever stop having babies? So Um, we got um pregnant with Fletcher Mm -hmm. and um immediately, you know, following that we um we went in for a 12 month um ultrasound or 12 week ultrasound Mm -hmm. and everything was so easy and cruising along felt good, ultrasound was good when then we were actually packing up our house to move. And, um, I just was hemorrhaging so much, like to the Mm. point where I drove to the emergency room and it was shocking to me because I really hadn't had any like symptoms or anything, you know, that would give me that, um, kind of like a red flag. So I am, we went into the emergency room and it was like the beginning of so many emergency room visits, like Mm. to the point where our insurance was like, you you can't go anymore
0: (laughs) Like you have
1: to like find another option. So we um, went to the emergency room and they said, I had something called the, um, an SCH. It's super common in pregnancies, but they usually, um, they heal themselves. Hmm. So it's just a small hole in your placenta that usually like heals and it's fine. Um, But it's a small hematoma and it was just causing me to, to, to bleed. And so, um, I was still working at the time and it was just becoming almost to the point where like I couldn't, um, work. Yeah. Um, I was running, um, a large retail store in Des Moines and I was the boss. And so I felt (laughs) under a lot of pressure, like it's a pretty physical job. And I just felt like I couldn't keep up. So, um, I finally was like, Hey, like I, I need to step away from this at the time. And they were so gracious, um, Mm -hmm. about that to put me on leave. And I was very, I look back and I just think they were telling me what was going to happen. Um, but I just couldn't accept it. So I didn't. And so mm-hmm. I think I just You mean like the the, the, med-
0: the medical the yes. med- teams were telling you okay
1: Yeah. So I think my OB was kind of like, you know, this isn't looking good. You've been in here a lot, you're not working now, you're losing so much blood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think I was just in my mind, I was on bed rest with a one year old, which was wild, and we didn't live with any by any family. So my husband would wake up and drive him to daycare pick him up. Like he was a, basically a single parent because yeah. so I was so like, you couldn't so, do anything so terrible and I couldn't do anything. Um, so I was on bed rest for six weeks and then I was like, I'm feeling like pretty good. So what I remember is specific Tuesday night. I was like, I'm feeling good enough to go to small group. Like, I think I can like get up tonight and go to small group and come back. And I like really wanted to be with people. Cause it's like, so isolating to be on bed rest and so I can't even I I
0: can't even imagine that and like also
1: you need we we are designed to be around people yeah like and I'm like well like my other like my other friends like they have jobs and they have kids and they're busy and um you know like my mom was coming down you know like every weekend to like help with um you know, Hudson, so that I could have some like reprieve. Yeah. Those just, um, very isolating. So yes, I felt like they were telling me things were not good. And I was like, we will make it to viability. I'll just have a preemie and it will be fine. So they're like, you Mm -hmm. could, you know, your chances are just, you would deliver early. Yeah. I'm like, it will be fine. Like we're going to make it to 20, you know, six weeks, 28 weeks, we'll have a long NICU and it'll be fine. Like, we'll just, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll have a baby. Um. So I remember going, getting ready to go to small group and my husband was on his way home from work and I called him and said, I'm ready to go to group. And I bet it was like 10 minutes later, I called him back and I was like, I am in labor. Mm. And so, um, thankfully we just had a great community around us at the time that took our son overnight for days. Um, and I was admitted that night. So I remember them coming in and telling me, um, you know, this is not looking good for yeah. you. And they just pumped me, you know, they're giving you all these drugs to try to mm-hmm. stop labor. Yeah. And Um, at this
0: point, I'm sorry to interrupt at this point. Um,
1: how many weeks long were you? 20 weeks. Okay. So halfway. So I was thinking if I could just make it a month, you know, if I could just make it another month, another six weeks, like this, that's all I have to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so 20 weeks, it was on the day. And I remember they let me go up to labor and delivery and not the emergency room, Mm -hmm. which was so amazing. Um, I was on the C-section wing, which I probably should have known like right away, like mm, this doesn't feel right mm. that I'm in the C-section wing. Um, but once again, like I wasn't even just uh, so naive to that. Yeah. Um. But it's also just hopeful.
0: Like yeah, it's not like, even naive. It's like you're yeah. faith-filled, hopeful, and, and you didn't have any other experience to know no. that you should be worried. Like because right. you had or, such I mean, a good- pregnancy and delivery with your first.
1: Yes, and I had never heard of anyone having this type of experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, this this will be fine. Like these yeah. resolve themselves. Like I'm in the 90%. Like I'm in the 90% that yeah. you know, it heals and goes away. So, um, I was there for two or three days. My husband had used all of, all of his vacation days. So his work was across the hospital. He would leave in the middle of the, he would leave during the day, he'd go to work and then he'd come back, sleep overnight, shower at the hospital and then go back. And so, um, that's what we lived (laughs) for a couple of days. Um, and there was a point where I know that I like, it must've just been the Lord that I called my parents and I'm like, I really feel like you guys should come down So my parents came down from Minnesota and they were with our son. And, um, so I was there stay of two nights and the morning I woke up, I was like, I, I, um, I'm in a lot of pain. Like I'm in a lot of pain. Like if I have to go through, it was just setting in my mind, like, oh, I'm in labor. This is happening. This is happening. And I remember asking, like, I, you know, I would like an epidural and they're like, Hey, Haley, I had the sweetest nurse and she was really a gift. Um, and they know that the Lord placed her there specifically for me. I just remember holding her hand and she's like, you are actually ready to push.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we're going to have a baby today. Um, oh and that baby, it probably isn't going to be alive. So I think it was, although the words hurt, I'm so thankful that she prepared me for what was coming. Um, mm-hmm. cause nobody had said it to me and I needed someone to say it. Yeah. Um, so it was healing to know like what the reality was. I needed someone to tell me this is what we're going to go through. Wow. So, um, we had a baby and we named him Fletcher and um, my parents came to the hospital and my son came to the hospital and um it was so, it was so sad, but also such a blessing that we got to have that time as a family. Yeah. So we really were able to we took pictures, our son came, he met his brother. Um, my parents got to meet their grandson. Um, it's just an experience where, although incredibly could be awkward, could be terrible. Mm -hmm. I felt like having that community and being able to just be present in the moment Mm
0: -hmm.
1: was so, I look back and it was so healing because I did have that. Um, I got to see him, hold them, dress them. And that was, something I just look back on. I'm so glad that I had that. Cause there's so yeah. many people that don't get that. Yep. And so I'm really glad that they honored our wishes at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that hospital, they put us in the C-section wing. When we left, the nursery was closed. They closed all the shades to the nursery. Mm-hmm. Um, everything they could have done to like heal or like help was so great. Um, yeah. And so they were very, I would say they're a hospital that's very well versed in trauma and what that can look like and how, Mm -hmm. um, traumatic that can be. So like putting me in the C-section wing, so I don't have to hear crying babies or moms in labor, or, um, that was so thoughtful. Um, and I don't know if everybody does it well, but they did it really well. Um, so I always like to like when we partner with people or hospitals reach out to us, I always try to put things out like that. Um, yeah. And to say these are the things, myself, but yes.
0: These are the things that were really helpful and thoughtful. Yeah. For me. And that it, that in retrospect, it's like, okay, that was actually yes. really good. <laughs> yeah. Because it would have been really painful for you, I'm sure, to hear crying babies. Oh and to hear women in labor oh, yeah. that are full term. And yeah. And how, you know, healthy, healthy babies, that would have been really hard.
1: So hard. And you're still postpartum, you know, like, you know, you know, yes. <laughs> you're yes. still, you know I still had a delivery. So like postpartum mm-hmm. was rough because you're postpartum, but with no baby. So, mm. um, I don't think anything prepares you for that. My work, like, came alongside me. They recognized my delivery. They gave me a maternity leave in Mm. the busiest season. I got to spend all of Thanksgiving and Christmas with my family. Um, In retail, they were like, you just need a break. Yeah. Um, Which was so amazing for them just to recognize that and honor it and treat it as such. Um, That's so
0: good because that's exactly what
1: it was. Right. Yeah. right like just cuz i don't have a baby at home <laughs> like i'm i'm still healing yes um yes in so many ways so that was just so helpful to have that time and this is all within like oh a short amount of time i would say like f- our first 14 months of marriage so i'm like hey oh, wow. are you still over there <laughs> like yeah. are we still okay um are we doing are we just, good like, young and figuring it out and like just immature in our marriage, like, okay, like we have had life and death. And I, where are we now? <laughs> like yeah. what, what do wow. we do now? Um, and like, are you talking about this? Am I talking about this? Are you healing? Like, am I here for you? Are you here for me? Like, what are, right. we, what are we doing? Um, so Man, it, that
0: must have been so wild.
1: Like it was wild. It was I mean, it's processing,
0: wild. processing your own trauma, pain, grief, is one thing. And then you also want to be at the support and care for someone else. I, I haven't walked through that with a spouse. I can't imagine wanting to care for them in their stuff, but also knowing you need care. And like, then you have a one-year-old and like, I mean, yeah, just, I, I that must be so challenging.
1: Yeah. I think one thing, like we look back in in retrospect, like, um, we, you know, a lot of people, you can like grow together or grow apart. Yes. And I think we really, because of the Lord, we grew together, but I do I know that that is not this, that is not the case for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, I'm super thankful for that mm-hmm. because it's a time where it's like, you're irrational. You're not making yeah. like sound decisions. You're just going day by day here, surviving. We knew we had a great like support system, families, friends um, that would just like show up at our door. They're like, we're taking your son today for a play date. Like you guys go on a date, like here's groceries. Um, those types of things, which are so wonderful, but not everybody has that.
0: Yeah, so true. And
1: My husband's like, I just feel like there's this huge lack of community around stillbirth, miscarriage, and specifically like men. Um, And so he's like, I really want to start a foundation to help, you know, families going through this season, because Mm -hmm. it's so awkward. And if you haven't been through it, it's hard to connect. People find it awkward to connect with people. So that started the Fletcher Foundation, (laughs) and started it at 11 PM or like on a random week. And I was like, well, we'll see. We'll see. Like, we'll see what happens. And it's been so sweet to see the faithfulness, um, that the Lord has really brought like to the families that we help and to us just growing us because we don't know anything about running a nonprofit. Yeah. We're not count- We, we don't. Um, sometimes people email us and they're like, tell us what you do. We're like, we don't know. We're figuring it out. And the Lord equips us. (laughs) We're figuring out as you go, which is also
0: parenting.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Um, and like, we have no magic sauce. (laughs) Um, we try to draw on a lot of like wisdom of people that have gone before us, but, um, you know, we, we just, it's just like, it's just like having a kid. You just grow as it grows. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're figuring it out, but
0: that is so um, awesome.
1: We, so one of the biggest things is we were home and I remember it was like four or five months after I've delivered Fletcher, and we get a bill and it was, Oh, I don't know, like north of Mm $6,000. And they're like, this is what you owe. Okay. (laughs) okay. I had recently quit my job because I've decided like, I don't want to work 60 hours a week. Cause life's short. Cause like losing a child just like changed my entire perspective on life. So I'm like, I'm out like, I'll live anywhere, do anything. Give me some janky car. Like, I just want to be with my kid. <laughs> I'm yes. done. I just like walked away from my job. <laughs> yeah. Total act of faith. I look back, like, what was I doing? <laughs> we did it my husband was a saint. He was like, you know what the Lord will provide. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, okay. absolutely. And, and you have to, you have to take care of yourself. Like that was yeah. clearly not the season for you to be working full-time.
1: No. And, um, I was like, well, yeah, life's life's short and mm-hmm. I don't want to spend it working to have things. And that was just my conscience at the yeah. time. And, it, and it's, you know, something that, I'm so glad that I just was like faithful to obey right away. Yeah. Um, although it was wild. Like sometimes yeah. the Lord asks you to do wild things. So yeah. <laughs> that's just, just, is what it is. Like starting so, a nonprofit. Like, like starting a nonprofit randomly. Yeah, um, you at you know, 11 just, like, PM. At 11 PM. Thursday. My husband's like the Fletcher foundation web, like the page is available. Let's buy it. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Um, I'm like, well, like, do you know what we're going to do with it? He's like, no, not yet. <laughs> like, okay. Um,
0: but we're buying the web, the webpage,
1: we're the, web- <laughs> the page. Um, and I think as the bill started coming in, we started to see like, oh my goodness, because this was like a high risk pregnancy. I was in the hospital for a long time. I required, required so many specialists and scans and ultrasounds and lots of pain medication. Yeah, that we were like this costs like uh thirty times more than our living child, and I'm mm. like something is desperately wrong here. Yeah. Um. And like to walk away without having a baby, <laughs> you know, mm. like we we walked away with, you know, oh a, an urn, <laughs> right. and I'm, I'm paying three times as much. Um, And I know it's not about money, but it's definitely a cut after you're like, you're in the healing process. And then you're like, oh, oh, I have to pay for this. Yeah. Um, It's just, it's just
0: another thing on top of the pain. It's like, and now, and now I'm financially struggling too. Like for a lot of people, they can't just, they can't just, you know, like dig into their savings and, you know, right.
1: Like. it's a big hit to add another payment Mm -hmm. or just, you know, pay it all. Like it's a, it's a lot. And what we find now interacting with so many families of miscarriage and losses, they have a lot of mental and emotional Mm -hmm. stress, um, after having a miscarriage. And I would say, you know, partner that with COVID and isolation the last year, you have a lot of people who are, not mentally fit to be Uh working. They need leave. Um, they need help and people. Um, and the financial burden on top of that is like, um, beyond their capacity at the time.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm so glad, um, that that's one of the biggest things that we do at the foundation is just provide a financial assistance, um, for families that, um, you know, need help. Yeah. Those types of medical bills, Um, and we love being able to help people in that way. And one thing that we do alongside that is support them emotionally, Mm -hmm. um, because we know that that healing is not in part just, um, so it's not solved by money. Yeah. uh, It's not, here's a a check. Yeah. That's not gonna, yeah. yeah. That has like really no lasting ramifications. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we offer like resources. Our clients get a hope box with a journal and a blanket and mm. ways to remember their baby. Um, The mom has a bracelet we put in, in there for her. I like, I loved having those things after delivery that like solidified my experience. So anything yes. that can give a voice to a baby's name, yes, uh, their birth date, those types of things we really try to honor because so it, it is a delivery, it is a baby, yes. and so, and um, we just want to validate their experience, that life that they're still a mom. You know, there's so oh, many moms 100%. that don't have babies, and yes. so it's important for us to give them that. Yeah, to so, have um, those
0: to have those tangible. I just want to say that, like, to have yeah. those tangible things. I can't even imagine. Leaving the hospital without your baby, just unable to hold this this mm-hmm. person, and then feeling like, but I did I just go through that? Because, man, like labor delivery is crazy. It's wild, right. and then to have just even like a blanket or a bracelet to say, nope, that experience was real. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's that is real, and this person matters. And so their, their name needs to be said and said, remembered. Yeah. My gosh, like that's, that's so beautiful that you guys think of that. It's not just here's some money for your medical bills, but here's a way to okay. remember your, your baby.
1: Yeah. So we have a volunteer that makes ornaments every Christmas with baby's mm. baby's name on it. Um, and then we also always send them flowers on mother's day. Um, oh, I love that.
0: Oh, I love our that. Our
1: clients love that. Um, it's like the number they, that is like the number they, our families love that, that they get flowers on mother's day, um, because mother's day can be really traumatic. Oh, I'm but sure all of these people are, you, you know, a lot. And I, and I say this not in a judgmental way, but so many churches even do like baby dedications on mother's day and it's mm. hard, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it's hard like to, to sit at a church and like watch all these people with their babies and to think I would be up there. I'm a mom too. Um, what was that like for you,
0: um, facing those dates? Like maybe it was the mother's day or, uh, or Fletcher's birthday, um, kind of all of those firsts. Would you talk about
1: that a little bit, what that was like for you? Totally. Um, you know, our, we, (laughs) we were so blessed to just have parents that, um encourage us to pour into our marriage and so we um the first thing we did um we like packed a bag and we left and my mm-hmm. son went with my parents and we went on a trip because I said I just need like we just need to be together and think through like really where do we go from here um mm-hmm. like we thought we were having another child and now we're not so one of the biggest things is like we celebrate his birthday um, every year. So, um, the first year we had all of our friends and family come out to a big park and we had cupcakes and we released balloons Mm -hmm. and it was so wonderful, um, to have that like for his first birthday. Um, and we just wanted to celebrate it. Like we would celebrate it, our kid's birthday. Like, right. yeah. Um, And so we still do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, our kids it's provided such a good opportunity for our kids to learn about, um, honestly, death is a part of life and to talk through, um, like they're super comfortable talking about their brother in heaven and they know that they're going to meet him someday. And, um, it's been, good to like condition their hearts as we've walked, gone to many funerals, um, yeah. or we've just had, you know, um, somebody close to us passed away and, you know, my son's like, well, but you know, we're gonna w- like, they're with Jesus mom, like they're, mm, and I can't wow. wait to get there. And so I think it's been good to give that perspective to our kids. Yeah. Um, and then like, almost how they can enter in. Like, isn't that so sad that that person died? Like, it is so sad. I'm like, want you to recognize that it is sad. So it's been good to like teach our kids how to grieve. Yeah. (laughs) Um, How
0: to grieve well. And at a young age where this isn't like, oh, the, you know, um, the, the fish had to go to the hospital in the toilet, you know, like, like you're not sugarcoating it. You're actually saying, this is like, this is something to be grieved. This is, this is a part of life. Yes. But actually it hurts because this isn't how God designed it. Like right. this
1: like- is, this is not what God wanted for yeah. us. And so that's right. why it hurts so bad. Cause like, we weren't made to like really deal <laughs> with mm. this. So um, we do that. And our first like mother's day and father's day was really hard And although you have like a living child, we had a lot of people say like, but you still have your son. And I was like, yeah, um, just that kind of replace, like this replacement, um, ideology, right? Like, but you still have your son or like, you can have another. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing is like, we do, but two things can be true. I'm so grateful for my son and I love him but I am in intense pain because I should have another son. Um, So I think it's like two things can be true and you can feel two things at one time. um, And you can't always, you know, that's not always (laughs) a common thing for people to understand, you know? Right.
0: Right. People like to make themselves feel good. I mean, totally to to put those, those um, kind of like, Oh, well, like, let's just make this happy for you. (laughs) Like let's look on the bright side and that's, Mm that right. is a, actually kind of a painful thing to hear. I'm sure.
1: Oh yeah. I'm so thankful for the people in my life that have had somebody go through miscarriage or stillbirth and they'll text me and say like, what shouldn't I say? Yeah. Um, because I'm like, here are the things that were really triggering for me. Um, stay away from this. Yeah. Like, here are things that were so helpful to me. Um, and I know I shared this earlier, but we just had a great community of people who really, I will never remember what they said to me, but I can remember the day that I got home from the hospital, they came and they sat on my family room floor and they just grieved with me. Mm. And, um, they just asked, can you tell us what happened? Um, and I think that was so, and it sounds so silly, but it was so astounding. Cause I think you just assume people's experiences yeah, and you fill in your own story. Right.
0: Right. Um, oh, that's powerful. You don't hear hey. it
1: from them. And I think for me to be able to say it was like, once again, so cathartic, like yes. somebody saying like, Hey, you're going to be in labor. You're going to push, you're going to hold your baby and that baby is not going to be alive. Like I needed someone to say it just kind of like people need to hear it. I think that was so, so wonderful. Like it was nothing they said to me, but I was like, that's it. Like that, those are healing words to me. It Mm -hmm. was them listening and, you know, we don't always let, like our culture doesn't appreciate listening because we all have so much to say, you know, (laughs) it's just so true. (laughs) It's so true because,
0: and they, and I'm sure they, they want to just like, a lot of people want to bring things and, and do things and help and all that stuff. And, and all of that is well and good. Um, but to be able to just sit and, and have those listening ears and, for, you know, for some, for some moms, some dads, they may not be ready to to share and to talk. Mm-hmm. And that seems like that is exactly what you needed. You needed someone right. else to hear, to listen to your experience, to validate it, to make it real. And, um, wow, that's, that's amazing that your, that your community, that your people were willing and, you know, just, just humble enough to, to be able to be, um, just respond to what you needed.
1: They were, and they were, and, um, I loved that they didn't ask a lot of times they sent me options, like here's three options. I can bring you a meal I can send you a gift card. I'm going to text you tomorrow and give you different options. Cause you don't want to talk today. I feel like that was the most helpful thing. Like that I knew they were going to do something. brilliant.
0: That's yeah, like brilliant. I knew, yeah.
1: I loved that. And, um, we don't always know what we want. No. And they're like, well, just let me know what you need. And I'm like, I feel like I've been hit by a bus. So yeah. I don't know what I need. I know that I'm not okay, but I don't know how to fix it. So I don't know what I need. So that was like, so great that people would be like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to clean your house. You can a be there when I get there and make it awkward. Cause you don't want me to be there or stay in your room and watch a show. But like, mm-hmm. I'm going to love you by cleaning your house. And I had a friend that just showed up and was like, let me in. I'm just going to do your laundry today. And I'm like, that makes me feel so uncomfortable. She's like, that's fine, but this is how I'm going to love you. So you can let me love you (laughs) or I'm going to come back tomorrow and do something else. And so, um, they just pushed me to like, accept help. And, um, that was so wise to just be like, here are your options, but I'm showing up.
0: Right. And especially, I mean, from anyone who is postpartum too, your job is to heal. And your job, and when you have a living baby after postpartum, your job is to keep your baby alive and heal, right? Like not to do the dishes and not, not to like even, (laughs) like your job is to recover. And so like, that's, that's what you were doing right then. And like, we need community to come alongside us. Your job is to heal. And like your job at that time was also to heal deeply emotionally. And so your yeah. job was not to do the laundry,
1: not to do laundry. Um, and that was just so like wise, like I look back and I'm so thankful for those people in that season that like loved us so well and really taught us how to like, okay, this could be awkward, but we're going to go do it anyways. Cause we don't have to have perfect words and we don't have to do the perfect thing. Cause if we show up, like God will use us and it's not about me, what I can do for them it's just about what, yeah, you know, they need. That's so good. So that was so wise. So I think the first were hard for us as a couple. Um, but we had all this community, but I'll say I processed so much different than my husband. And I don't think we discovered that till like later, yeah. um, like almost like months later, um, where he's like ready to start a, you know, I'm like in a different place. And he's like, I want to turn this into something good. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah. do I want my son? Like, this is my son. Like, I want to say in it, Um, mm-hmm. I want to do this and this. And so, you know, you just process differently. And um, at first I thought you weren't processing at all. Cause you're not talking and it couldn't have been farther from the truth. Um, But He he was. I just didn't know. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. So I think like how you grieve for, you know, husbands and wives can look totally, totally different. Um, and you know, for him it was like let's just stay busy and keep going. And I'm like, I want to commemorate things. And Mm -hmm. so, um, and not there's not a wrong way to heal. Right. And I wish somebody told me that early on in marriage, <laughs> <laughs> like there's not a wrong way to heal or even like, there's not a wrong way to like forgive someone, you know, Right? <laughs> there's not a wrong way to, to do that. Um, all the things that that can be applied to, but um, just because it's different doesn't mean that it's wrong. And that was so like true. lesson to learn and, <laughs> early on.
0: And the fact that you guys prioritized your marriage right after that, and you like took time and went away, that's huge. I mean, even if you're like, you're probably not yeah. talking like, okay, so how are you processing this? You were probably no. just like,
1: <laughs> let's just y- go be, there's yeah. a lot of silence. <laughs> oh, I'm a, sure. Honestly, like a lot of silence. Mm. Um, do we wanna do we wanna bury our son? Do we want to do a service? Like, um, you know what, you're kind of making different decisions. Like I had to make yeah. some medical decisions for myself. And um that's hard to do because yeah. you're not ready. You don't know, like, uh, what if I made the wrong decision? And i yeah. back and I've done something wrong. So um it was a lot of silence, but that's what we needed just to to be, and not to talk, just to be, um, and so that's something that, like, God really gave us, and I think that's, those little things is, like, really what save you, like, keep you together, um, like, parenting is so hard, (laughs) it's the hardest thing I've ever done, (laughs) or, and will do, for hands down, um, but, um, I think anything that has to do with kids, like it can make or break you as a couple. And I just loved that really. I felt from that day, from that situation on because of that, because we've been through like probably the worst, right? (laughs) Like the death of a child Yes. that like all the other things, parenting, we trust each other. Like if I have walked through this dark season with you Mm. and we have made it out, like if you feel like our son is ready to play flag football, like I can leave that to you. And that's really what it comes, you know, really it's like all these decisions in parenting that you feel like are so big, like the ultimate goal like is to bring glory to God. So if we honor him through, you know, our marriage first and our kids second, that's what the Lord really established, you know, for us in that time. And I I just,
0: I want to just stop there. Like I, I, I love that so much. Like I love, I love that you're saying that, that even though you are in this intense grief at that time, and then, and, and man, you can, I'm sure just be so inward focused because that's Mm. what you need to do. But the fact that you're just able, you and your husband were just able to come together in that, um, and then how that has also impacted the way that you parent as prioritizing each other and trusting each other in your, in your choices. That's what I'm hearing you say. Oh, I just, yeah. it, that is, that is so, so incredibly powerful because we hear all the time, God's going to be first then then your, then your mm-hmm. spouse and then your kids. But man, I have like a seven week old and I'm like, I I can so easily see how your kids become everything everything like yeah. everything and yeah. i need to remind myself my husband is my number my number two priority <laughs> right right next to the lord and then it's my daughter like so so the fact that you have walked away with that um man so many people so many people go through a divorce after losing a child it yes. is i don't know the statistic off the top but it is
1: high it is high I would say even you know a lot of applications um you know reading their stories and granted I have taken some time off cuz I really protect myself during pregnancy um it is h- really hard I'm sure you have to do that read yes. an application process and we unfortunately see a lot of 30 plus week on stillbirths mm. um that honestly has been a large portion of our candidates. And so, uh, we are applications. So yeah. we, um, I have really taken myself out of that for a while, but, um, I think that is have, so wise, by the way, <laughs> like, <so laughs> and like for my mental health. yes. Um, I'm very aware of what, you know, this can be. And so, I'm reading someone who had a stillbirth at thirty-eight weeks. When I'm like, also thirty-eight weeks, and like this is not for me. So that was wise this time around to just take a break. And thankfully, Thank our you. team is big enough, and I trust them <laughs> yeah. to handle our people well, um, and just you know be attentive to them. But we um, see a lot of applications where it's just the mom. And Mm -hmm. whether they were married or um, someone has moved out or Mm -hmm. left them or they've recently gone through a breakup, um, I really can't imagine being alone. Um, And that is the hardest thing. And so we saw a really big need to like connect them to people, especially during COVID connect people to like resources that could, they could see someone over zoom Or people that when they would see in person, they would go. Yeah. So that's really where we're expanding now. And we have somebody on our team that like really does a lot of research to um, connect people to counseling services so okay. that we, like, we aren't the experts. We can love them well and provide money, but we are not experts. We don't claim to be <laughs> experts. Um, so we want to connect them to help especially like when people, a lot of times people ask for help and we don't, res- like people don't respond and I just don't want to yeah. be anyone that doesn't respond. So um, yes, it's staggering the relationships that fall apart because of mm-hmm. um, miscarriage. It's hard. Ho- it's hard. Ho- it's not easy to go through. Um, and then I can't imagine going through it yeah. alone.
0: Right. So, So to be able to be A bridge in some in some way for somebody, um, in that is powerful that you that you're able to do that again as um, in this foundation in the Fletcher Foundation. Um, I'm interested just from you personally because you just had a baby and you have a two year old too. So you have so you had two after Fletcher. What was that decision like for you, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. To get pregnant again because man. I can't even imagine what that might bring up, um, in, in walking through yes. pregnancy after loss.
1: Yeah. So, um, with my son, um, just medically speaking, um, my son was only nine months old when we got pregnant, um, with Fletcher. And so, um, there was always a concern that I, they were really close together. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of knew that and, um, you know, they had told me after watcher, like you need to wait, um, until, yeah. um, like you need to wait until we kind of tell you that you you, you can try. Mm-hmm. Um, so we listened, um, to that mm-hmm. and I'm thankful for that advice and just for, um, that was helpful. Honestly, it took a ton of pressure off on me because like, it wasn't yes. really in my timing then. And I was yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Um, so um, that was fine with me. So mm-hmm. we waited and then um, we did have another um, baby Quinn, but her pregnancy was also super rough. Um, mm-hmm. So because of my past, um, I had to go in for a 20 week, like a really a 20 week anatomy skein, which most mm-hmm. people do. Um, but I would go to, um, a fetal medicine doctor. Okay. So I went to a specialist, we had an um, and that pregnancy was, I was super sick, but, but like everything was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and at 20 weeks they, um, were like, Hey, you're having contractions. And I mm-hmm. just about my heart just sank. And I'm like, this makes no sense. Like, I was in like the small percentage of people that would ever have like a placenta abruption. So my S my, my hematoma did my whole placenta abrupted. So it was incredibly painful, very traumatic. It took a long time to heal. And that was Um, with Fletcher and that was with Fletcher. So now fast forward to Quinn, I have this whole other set of issues. Like what is going on? (laughs) Like I'm in three term labor,
0: like for a whole
1: other reason. Um, That must have been really
0: hard to wrap your mind around. Okay, why is my body doing this? Like, what what
1: is wrong? Like, yeah, uh, like I had listened. I had done all the (laughs) things. I had done all the things. Like, this is (laughs) wild to me. Um, And by the grace of God, like we just had a fabulous doctor, and she um, put me on progesterone, and Mm -hmm. um, I was on bed rest for four weeks with Quinn. Um, and then, and my mom actually came and stayed almost the entire, she was there for almost the whole four weeks. Um, and that was so great to have. So she came and helped. Um, once again, like so many people, even for moms on bed rest, like I was just so thankful for meals and, you know, helping me physically when I can't. And then um, her, I was really worried about going Going back, so I did just for my own well-being. Um, I went to a cl- completely different OB. I mm-hmm. just needed like a break and see like different faces, different doctor, different you know environment. So I respect
0: I, that. See, yeah, yeah. So different I, experience. Yeah, and
1: they didn't. They couldn't have done anything different. Yeah. Um. But it was me and just what I needed, and so I just went. Um, somewhere different with her. And um, I just, I'm, I'm glad that I did that. Yeah. And um, my doctor who delivered Fletcher, I actually ended up going to her office. She wrote me a handwritten card and her mm-hmm. cell phone number. And she said, when you get pregnant again, you text me if anything happens. And I did have a couple of bumps and I text her and she works in like the biggest hospital downtown. And she's like, I'll see you tomorrow. She's oh, like, be there nice. at 8am. And so that was amazing, um, to have that. And then I saw her through my pregnancy with Quinn and it was good. Cause she had shared that experience with me. Yeah. So she knew my history, what I was going through, which was amazing. Wow. Um, that's, that's great. So that medication, um, I had Quinn like at 37 weeks and she's perfect and it was awesome. Um, and then we had Sutton and very similar pregnancy, 20 weeks, kind of the same issue went on medication and, um, had him at 37 weeks as well. But, um, the doctor who came in, um, when I first got admitted to the hospital, of Sutton, she came in and she's like, I'm going to be your doctor. And she walked out, (laughs) I told the nurse, no, I'm sorry. I cannot. And I said, do you have anyone else on call? And I said, I say this only because like this doctor I've had her and she's amazing, but it is a huge trigger for me. And, um, they were so gracious to like, say we will check the other OPs in a C-section. We'll have them come down, you know, like, um, if an emergency happens, like, are you okay if this person steps in, you know, I'm um, just li- like hearing me was so, it-, it was great to be heard. Like it's not yes. Her, it's me, Yes, but in my mind, I can't go there because like, I'm ready to deliver a baby, like run a marathon hashtag, like do the hardest thing I've ever done. So it's, I can't have that person. A part of it. <laughs>
0: okay. People say that it's like running a marathon. It is like running 25 yeah. marathons. Yeah, it is. Like it is. <laughs> it's a I, lot. I've run two marathons and it is okay. Good. Way <laughs> worse. I can't compare it to that, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like it is way <laughs> more difficult than running a marathon. Let me tell you, it's, it's okay, hard sorry. Stuff. but, but I, I so respect that because yes, you're like, you are Like you're the customer and like, you can say, you know what? I don't feel comfortable with this. And no, like you can draw those boundaries and, and for you to know what you needed at that time and what you needed to have the best experience that you could have with, with this labor and delivery you you have to you have to just vocalize that you have to advocate for yourself in that way yeah and and I, you.
1: and I told them totally like i know they're like she's so sweet i'm like this has nothing to do with about her being sweet it's me yes. i'm like it's totally about me she's done nothing wrong she's just a part of my story that i don't want a part of this right now yep, yep. and that's okay you know it's not on her. It's, it's me. And, yep, and- I'm the person here. So, like, yes. <laughs> um, I think so many women, um, to, they're like, I need to find somebody else, do something else. And I would totally say you shop around until you find the person that like you, that, that could walk you through your darkest day. Like if that yes. were to happen again, wow. you go find someone that's going to be there because mm-hmm. like, I have done that. These people, were there for me, would be there for me, Um, I think you just have to like be okay with saying like that's not for me or like that you're such a nice person, but that's not who I need next. You know, it doesn't, it's not personal. And it's Um, about, it's
0: about what you feel comfortable with, what you have peace with. Right. And yes, you can, you can keep shopping around for your, for, for the, the, you're the boss. boss. Yes. (laughs) You're the customer.
1: We think, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And you kind of fall into the system. Like, okay, we'll see you in four weeks. Like, no, I will not see you in four weeks. I'm good. Um, that's okay. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, and then I will say with my last two pregnancies too, my husband was, um, you know, like, very involved and came to a lot of my appointments. Mm -hmm. Um, and not that he didn't with the other ones, just once you kind of go through that, that's just Mm -hmm. something he needed. And he's like, I want to, I want to be there. I want to hear what they're saying, the inflection of their voice, what their plan is. Um, and so physically he just needed to that's so here.
0: good. I, and I, I love that. Even what you had said is one of the reasons why you started the Fletcher foundation, why you and h- him started it is because to give support for dads, because yeah. my goodness, everything around babies is like for, for the mom. moms, which yeah. sure. Like, it should, yeah, it should be, but also like, this is a totally different topic, but but but, you know, we're saying men, you know, dads need to be present. They need to be active in the life. And then if we're only catering everything to the moms, we're not actually empowering men to step up and be dads. And, and so for him, for him to be like, actually, I want to come, I want to educate myself and be a part of this pregnancy journey that you were having with Quinn and with Sutton. Um, man, that's amazing because, Um, because men need to be able able to say yes to that and to feel the freedom for that. And then also have support with when there's loss as well.
1: Totally. And I think, you know, he really saw all my people come to me, you know, after having Fletcher in that situation and he's like, where are the men? Mm. Like, where are the guys? And it's not a diss on any, you know, it's not putting anyone down, it's just, like you said, it's so catered to the women. And here he is like ha- pouring into me so that I can like function yeah. the first couple weeks after having Fletcher and inside he's like empty and mourning. Mm. And I think it took a long time for him to say, like you had all these people and I need you, but like y- you or can barely handle yourself, you know, like you're still in your own thing. Um, and I think that is so true and something that like, (laughs) and even now Matt's like my husband, it's like, no, like men experience, like it was a loss for me too. And Yes, yes, I think that's like, there's a lot more resources, like even in the last 12 months that we can give to dads and ways that we can help dads now, it's just a huge gap. Um, How do you support your wife? How do you be a good husband in this season? Um, How do you take care of yourself or ask for what you need? Um, And kind of educating, you know, ourselves on how do you create community um, in that circumstance where it's not natural to go to the dad, um, but they need it. And they really, they may not need it right away, but at some point you're going to (laughs) need that community to say like, I'm, I am struggling. I'm sad. I am taking care of my wife and my child and I'm barely hanging on. Yeah. Um, there's only so much you can do and then you get worn out, (laughs) right? No kidding. No kidding. Um, Yeah. So I think Matt has like seen a really big need for that and something that, you know, personally, we love when dads apply, because then we can like talk to the dad. I love when the dad takes initiative. Um, it's like, we need help. I need help. Um, you know, t- tell me, like, where do I go? What What's helpful at this time? that's the best. I love seeing that initiative, um, from husbands and like yeah. taking care of that and reaching out. How do you find community? In that's that?
0: so, that's so powerful, man. I, yeah, that makes me really want to, I'd love to have you guys both on <laughs> to talk about that in like in in depth a little bit more because yeah, there is that, that the the fatherhood aspect is like such mm-hmm. a, it's so, it's just so important. My gosh, man, your, your story Haley is so multifaceted. It's so, it's so deep. It's so, um, hard and also beautiful. And I am so grateful for your willingness to share, um, for your, just your openness with this. Um, how can people find the Fletcher foundation? Um, how can they get involved? What do you have? Do you have things going on right now? Um, how can people find you? And then, yeah. What what are some ways that they can get involved as well?
1: Yeah. Um, we have no requirements. Anybody can enter in. Um, so we just, we want to be accessible to people that want to help just as we want to be accessible to people that, um, apply. So, um i say that very open ended because um i shared with you earlier we're learning yeah. we learn and um we love different ideas or um people that come to us like hey have you ever thought of this and we're like no but we're so glad you did <laughs> um, so we love learning from other people um so you can find us um at the fletcherfoundation.org um we do have a website and a facebook um we and my husband and I we run it ourselves. So when you talk to uh, when you talk to those that contact us, it's us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and when you apply, when you're not pregnant, you will read it. <laughs> yeah, um, I do read um, every application. I'll go back and read every application. That's just really important to me. Yeah, um, it is good to remind myself um, of why we do what we do. And it's good for me to have a pulse on um like trends. And I know that sounds wild, um, but we do see just trends like, oh, we are having a lot of late term pregnancies and how we would sometimes help a late term pregnancy. Um, you know, like we are really looking into a postpartum care package. So that's something we really want to do in the near future for moms that have um recent um third trimester deliveries yeah
0: um
1: and what that what that looks like. Um and then application wise you can apply online. Um and it's easy. We don't we don't um we just ask for your story three sentences. Um those three sentences are important to us in our mission. Yeah and so um it's easy to apply we will get back to you we talk to everyone um and then we just had our first in person event this fall our first 5k and it was a sweet blessing we are looking to do that again next year good for you um so if people have experience in in person events they can also reach out
0: That's so awesome. Thank you for sharing all of that and just man thank you for the work that you do it's I don't know what that kind of pain is like and I I I'm I love I, I'm loving hearing these different stories in this, in this podcast series, but also just in this podcast in general, just, just pain is pain. It's not comparable. And it's so important to hear other people's stories and to man, to just, to just know that God is good and he has healing. He has redemption for our lives. And the fact that the fact that you've walked through this devastating loss, this really, really hard loss. And you've come out on the other side with a stronger marriage and with a stronger relationship with the Lord, and then able to pour into families and women and men that are also walking through pain is, um, really, really beautiful, so thank you so much, Haley, for sharing and um, i re- I hope and I pray that people will find the Fletcher Foundation that need that support and encouragement um, and that yeah, that just keep doing what you 're doing, my friend it's powerful oh, thank
1: you and thanks for um, you know having me of course um, giving still like talking about it, it just makes me so passionate about helping people. And, um, you know, that there is life and hope after loss and it can look different, but it is there. Um, and doesn't look the same for everyone, but, um, like God is good to bring us to a place of peace after that. So thank you so much for listening and for putting this out there. Um, and just giving people a space to share their stories and find people and connect people um, mm. and like build a space for community.
0: That's mm, what I'm all about.
1: It's what I love. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> so best. Thank it's the for, best.
0: Thank you for saying that, Haley. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode with Haley Phillips. You can find any information, any links that she, um, that she talks about in the show notes of this episode. Um, or you can just go over to thefletcherfoundation.org to find more information about the um, nonprofit that she has started. Remember, there is healing and there is redemption in Jesus. And there is always hope. Hope is my middle name. We'll see you next week.